Welcome back to Speak Up the Podcast and Happy New Year, everyone. I hope that your year is off to a good start. Even with the chaos that is going on right now in the world, I still believe that 2021 can be a positive year. And so I hope that you are positioning yourself to receive um, what you want to receive and to work for the things that you want and to find joy and community and hope along the way. Woo! But 2021 did start off with a bang, didn't it? And that is what I want to talk about today. If you saw the podcast title, you were probably like, what in the world is Natalie about to say? And I want to address what happened on Wednesday at the nation's capital. Um, But I want to do so from the perspective of where God gave me hope on Wednesday. And so you might see this title or read the description and assume that I'm going to call out or condemn what happened. That's not what I'm going to do, though I believe there's plenty of room for that. This is also not going to be an episode that is aimed to help white people know how to be anti-racist or what to say to their Black friends at this time. There are other resources for that. This episode is really going to be a moment to pause and to breathe. This is especially for my Black brothers and sisters who are hurting, and you just need a little bit of space. Maybe you need just an active reminder that even in the mess of things, there can still be healing. This is also for everyone else who just feels numb and confused and maybe even a little bit frozen and unsure of what to do. I just want to share a very raw conversation that I had with God um, just a few days ago and where I felt the Lord give me hope in the midst of it. So here's what happened. Like the rest of the world that owns a TV or has access to the news, I too saw people looting and rioting our nation's capital. It was appalling and unfortunately not surprising at the same time. But again, that's not what I'm addressing in this moment. What happened for me Wednesday is, you know, after the day took place and I went to bed, I found myself just very anxious and frustrated by what I had seen. And I couldn't go to sleep. And so I just started talking to God and I was like, man, Lord, like I'm feeling all of these things right now. And I felt God ask me, Natalie, where did you run? Where did you run to today? And the truth is that I didn't run to my Bible. I didn't run to prayer. Yeah, I had my moments where I was like, Lord, help, help this land, please. But I did not get on my knees and fervently pray about what I was seeing. You want to know where I ran? I ran to the news. I spent so much time watching the news. um, And I also ran to Instagram, scrolling, seeing what people were saying, seeing what people weren't saying. That is where my attention was drawn to. And I just felt this reminder that when things that naturally are going to make us anxious or make us frustrated. Um, When those things occur, our feelings of anxiousness and worry are only going to be magnified when we don't run back to the source of peace, to the source of comfort, to the source of strength. And so I felt God convict me very lovingly that Natalie, you did not run to hope. You ran to the chaos. And I also in that moment felt, but it's not too late to run back to me. And so as as I was laying in bed this evening, I felt reminded of Isaiah 43, 19. So I got out of bed, opened my Bible, and this is what it says. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
And so I read this verse. I closed my Bible. I got into bed. I was like, okay, great. I'm waiting for the encouragement and the hope to start setting in. God is doing a new thing. Woohoo, let's go. And as I was laying there, I had to get very honest with the Lord. And honestly, I am someone, I have a friendship with God. I, God, obviously, he is my, my savior. He is my king, but also we are friends. And so respectfully, sometimes I am very raw and honest. I believe that's what God wants from us. And so as I was laying in bed thinking about this verse, I had to just get real for a moment. And I was like, you know what, Lord? Actually, I'm not seeing the new thing. Like the events that we saw today feel very old. It feels like this is something that we have been talking about, things that have been happening, um, just exposed on a greater scale. Like this doesn't, I don't see the new thing that you are doing. If anything, I feel like I'm facing the repetition of history in very raw and painful ways. And because I am a lover of words, sometimes there are certain words or phrases that stick out to me as I'm reading things. And so as I was reflecting on this verse and also just having these honest thoughts and conversation, this honest conversation with God, I felt compelled to pay attention to a particular phrase in this verse. And it's the words, do you not perceive it? So the verse says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And I had to ask myself, why would the writer ask the readers this question? Do you not perceive it? It almost seems to me like he too is trying to remind them that something is happening that maybe they can't see. You wouldn't say to someone, hey, I have a new car for you outside. Don't you see it? If the person saw it, they would say, I see it. So clearly Isaiah is saying to the people, or clearly Isaiah is trying to encourage a people who too were having trouble seeing the hope that he was referring to. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, where are you going with this? So I start looking for the context. What is going on in this verse? And the truth is, the cha- the truth in this chapter is that there were, the people here were also discouraged because they were in exile. And so I went to a few verses above Isaiah 43, 19. I went to Isaiah 43, verse 16. And I read the message version because sometimes the message just be breaking it down in a way that I need to read. So I'm going to read that portion for you today. The message says in Isaiah 43, 16 through 21, this is what God says, the God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down and then can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. And so I'm looking at this verse and even though it's the message, I'm like, okay, I'm still a little confused. Like a road through the ocean who carves a path through pounding waves. Like, what does that mean? And as I went back, I realized, or as I was looking in the footnotes of my Bible, I realized that God was referring to um, the time before when he had led his people out of slavery into victory. He was referring to Exodus, where God led the Israelites out of Pharaoh's um, out of Pharaoh's rule, and he led them into the promised land. And I love this. The footnote in my Bible says, the original Exodus did not exhaust God's power, but was merely an example of how he could deliver his people from distress. Let me read that again. The original Exodus did not exhaust God's power, but was merely an example of how he could deliver his people from distress. 
I love this so much because I feel like sometimes God just gets very gangster with it. God's like, I am the one who built a road through the ocean. I am the one who led you through that. I am the one who parted the Red Sea and demolished Pharaoh's people in the process. Like, please remember my track record. If I did it before, I can do it again. And I am doing it again. And I love how God gives the people a very tangible reminder. Don't forget what I've led you through. Because when you remember what I've led you through, you will be more inclined to see that I am the God who still does it. I am the great I am. I am the God who leads my people into victory time and time and time again. And I feel like that is a word for us today because I don't know about you, but exactly what I was saying to God, I'm discouraged because I feel like we keep seeing the old thing. I feel like we keep seeing racism. I feel like we keep seeing systematic injustice. I feel like we keep seeing um, black and brown people put uh uh, just oppressed and, and put on the back burner and seen as less than. I, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of seeing these things before my very eyes. But God had to remind me, don't forget that I am the God that led your people out of slavery. Don't forget that I am the God who led your people through the Jim Crow era. Don't forget that I am the God that every time they try to put you down, I continue to lead you to rise back up. Don't forget what I have done because it will remind you of what I can do. And I believe that is a word for us today. Don't forget what God has done because it will remind us of what he can do. But the thing that I love about this verse, especially the way that the message version puts it, is it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. So in the same verse that God reminds us what he has done, he says, but don't dwell on that. Don't dwell on the Red Sea because I don't want you to miss what I'm doing right here in this moment. And I think that is true for us also. Don't dwell just on what God has done before. Be alert and be present to what he is doing today. And this is where the story gets good because this is where God has really encouraged me and I hope and pray that it will encourage you, especially my black and brown brothers and sisters. Do you know that your existence is a witness to the faithfulness and the strength of God? Let me break it down. This melanin that I'm rocking, this melanin that you might be rocking, um, whoever is listening to this, it is a testimony to what God can do. When you look at history, when you look at what we have truly been through, when you look at the way that the world has tried to keep us down, it don't make no sense what we have been able to accomplish. It don't make no sense that we had a black president in this country. It don't make no sense that we are business owners, that we are educators, that we have risen to the occasion. Of course, things are not perfect. There are still many ways that we are being held back. But when when you really look at the odds that have been stacked against us, it don't make no sense how we have come this far. Woo! There is something different about the African-American praise. There is a shouting and a clapping and a carrying on and a stomping because I think we know what God has led us through. We have seen the desperation of our times and to make it to the other side, you can't help but stomp in those moments. And I think that sometimes we have to take a step back and look at each other and say, 
Oh my gosh, sis, your existence is a witness to the faithfulness of God. Your existence is a witness to the resilience he has placed inside of you. Yes, I know that these times they are discouraging. They are heartbreaking, but let's not get it twisted. We serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that has led us through before and he will do it again. That melanin that you're wearing, that melanin that you've been gifted, it is a testament to the goodness of God. It is a testament to the strength and to the resilience inside of you. And I just feel this sense that God is like, I am doing a new thing, Natalie. It's not even I feel a sense. I know that God is doing a new thing. And to be quite honest, I don't know exactly what that thing is. But I do know that there is a great awakening happening. We saw it this summer. We saw people's eyes be opened for the first time. And yeah, it was frustrating at times thinking, I know for myself, I was like, now what took so long? Why did it take a nearly nine minute video of um, Mr. George Floyd being murdered for certain people to awaken? to the structural injustice and prevalent racism that is in this country. But you know what? The awakening is, it happened and it's still happening. And in the midst of this exposure, in the midst of this unearthing of sin in the land, I believe that God is doing a new thing. And so in the meantime, I'm going to encourage myself by looking at myself and remember that my skin, my melanin is a testament to the resistance and the resilience that God has placed inside of me. That same resistance and resilience that God placed inside of my ancestors. And so I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat things and I don't want to overlook the very real pain, the very real frustration that people are feeling. But I also hope that in this time, we can look at the kings and queens around us and remember, even here, there is hope. Even here, there is hope. God is doing a new thing. And so I ask you, do you not perceive it? I ask myself, Natalie, God is doing a new thing. Where do you where do you not see it? Where do you see it? And right now I'm seeing it in my brothers and sisters that are still rising to the occasion. Tomorrow is my sister's birthday and she's launching her fitness business. I see resilience in that. Um, I see resilience in um, my family members. I see resilience in my friends. I see resilience in so many of the black and brown people around me. And I hope that you are too. Finally, I am jokingly reminded of a video that got pretty popular um, this summer or last summer when everyone was kind of scrambling, figuring out what they were going to do for Juneteenth. And a lot of people were wondering, what book should I read and what resources do I need to have to know how to um, better lean into the tension of um, the racial reconciliation that is happening right now? And there was a comedian, a writer, an activist, Amanda Seals, that posted a video and she was like, don't come to me with these questions. I'm on my trampoline right now. This is my time, okay? (laughs) And specifically, she said, I know a lot about the Holocaust. And you know how I know a lot about the Holocaust? Because I've done my research. And honestly, guys, I think that that is the posture that we need to take as well. I know there's a diverse community of people listening to this. So if you are... um, not a person of color and you're you're struggling in the tension right now, I encourage you keep keep doing your research, keep looking up articles, keep praying, keep having honest, real conversations with God, keep going to your community and entering into the wrestle and the tension. And as black and brown people, we don't get to emit ourselves from that. But I think also it is important as black and brown people that we realize it is not on us. The sole responsibility is not on us to educate other people in their awakening. And so I encourage you to get on your trampoline. 
have your time, have your time to celebrate who you are, have your time to, um, to, to tend to yourself. We have to tend to ourselves in this season. God is doing the new thing and he is inviting us to participate. Yes, but also make sure that you are tending to yourself in the process. And so go watch the video if uh, you haven't seen it. I'm sure that she swears in it. So that's just a fair warning for some people that are offended by language. Um, I'm sure she probably swears in it, but um, it is, it's a funny video, but it's also very real. Um, acknowledgement of the times we're living in and our response. And so, yes, this episode is very short, but I wanted to just share this quick word about where I am finding hope, what I feel God doing in the world right now. I don't have all of the answers in the slightest. I can't even say, I see this is exactly how God is moving and shaking things up. But if one thing's for sure, things are being shaken up. And I do believe that God is doing a new thing in the earth. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. And as a child of God, I refuse to remain hopeless because I know what God can do. I've seen it in my ancestors. I've seen it in my own life and I see it in you. And so that's where I'm choosing to find my strength in this, even in this very trying time. And I hope that you do the same. Um, once again, the the heart of this podcast is really to encourage people to speak up, to stand up, and to use our voices for the things that are important and that matter to us. And so I pray that this episode encouraged you, and I hope that you can use it to encourage others. If it encouraged you, I pray that you will or I ask you to share it with someone that you think it could be meaningful for, or post it on your Instagram story, or post it to your Facebook page, wherever you think people in your life need to hear it, I ask and encourage you to share it. Um, of course, the Speak Up podcast is a, um, what's the word? It falls under 414 Ministries, which is a ministry that I started last year with my sisters, and it's going to continue to unfold in the new year. We're trying to create something sustainable, so it's still building, but you can keep up with what we're doing at 414 underscore ministries on Instagram. Um, there you can find a link that will lead you to our email list. I think we have some playlists up there and you can, that's kind of the main hub where you'll find out information as we continue to get things going. So that's a little bit about that. My name is Natalie Brown. If you don't know me or don't know who I am and you can find me on Instagram at Natalie A underscore underscore Brown. And I think that that is all. I like to conclude every podcast episode with a prayer. So I just want to pray over you as you go about your day and the rest of this week. I'm grateful for you and the community that we are creating in this speak up space and also the 414 ministry space. Now, will you pray with me? God, I thank you for every single person that is listening to this podcast today. I pray, Lord, that your words will have the final say. So God, I pray that you will intercede through this microphone, intercede through their headphones, intercede through their speakers, and speak to your children, God. Lead them back into your word. Comfort their hearts. Convict them in their understanding, God. Surround them with your love. 
God, I pray that people will walk away from this episode today feeling more hopeful rather than hopeless. I pray that people will walk away feeling more encouraged, convicted, and inspired to position themselves to be and do what you are calling them to be and do in this season. God, I thank you for you are doing a new thing. I see it, Lord. I see it, God. Even though I don't fully understand, I see, God, that you are awakening us, God. You are awakening us to the sound of your voice. You are awakening us to the move of your spirit for such a time as this. May your word not fall on deaf ears, God, but may we be active recipients to the new thing that you are doing and grateful to be a part of the process. I thank you, God. I thank you. I thank you for this space and all that you're doing within it. And I give these words back to you. May you disperse them to your people as you see fit. And I thank you, God, for being exactly who you are and doing exactly what you say you will do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everyone, that is all for today's episode. Thank you for joining me in episode four of Speak Up the Podcast. Now, what are you going to do today, this week, and this month to speak up?